But could you pay me in advance? <laughs> you serious? Everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here. Now, thank you. How are you? country in the world. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. All right, everybody. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Here we go. You might know. Uh, that's what I said. You might notice that Frank sounds better this week. Yeah. Well, I let him out of the well because he was okay. He put the lotion on and I'm like, oh, I guess yeah. I gotta fucking know what happened was. I have this preamp for him coming off the laptop, and when I shook the other preamp, <laughs> it rattled. So I'm like, it was like a box of nerds. I gotta, I gotta <laughs> so see much what noise this in is. There. What the fuck is going on? So I open it up, and one of the capacitors was loose or never attached. Um, and of course, I was outside of my return window, and like nobody nobody that that can do anything about it is gonna hear this so i ordered the exact same thing because it's cheap and honestly i uh only use it once a week for for talking to you um so i don't need bill suggested this like 230 and thirty preamp i'm like that's awesome if this was my job right yeah <laughs> we had a like, budget yeah but like it's gonna be turned on for like two hours and then that's it for for a whole week. So I'm like, I can do twenty five bucks, and um, that's what I got. I got a twenty five dollar one, and now I have a, a way to return the old one because all I did, all I did, was take it out of the box and put the old one into the box. Because I'm gonna say when I took it out of the box, it made this rattle sound. Fucking take it back. Yeah. So that's how I got around that. So if it lasts six months, a year, that's fine. Six weeks, no fucking way. Yeah, that's not cool. No, no. And it's not even like I kicked it or anything. So that many times. So things should be better now. So it's nice to know that it wasn't my fault exactly. I mean, yeah, I bought substandard equipment, but... You know, it wasn't a setting that, that we had done, that we had adjusted in the show. And I really probably should listen to this before I put this out to make sure it sounds good. Even substandard equipment is is supposed to work once. Yeah, well, it did, I think. I don't know. doesn't matter. Here we are again. Here we are again. So we're in the mid-400s for episodes. And... um I guess we're doing what Loki and Bad Batch today, right? Because we got we'll two of each, uh, or one of each. Yeah. Well, did we 
talk about the first Loki? Fuck, I don't even know. When did we record? Um, Last week. We I don't recorded. know, but I think that we're. Yeah, I think. You know what? I don't think we. I don't think we did. We didn't talk about Loki at all. Well, we because, did with each other. We did. We did through text. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what it was? Because Loki came out. And then, like, we had a bunch of house guests here, and things were totally disrupted, and so I wouldn't have been able to record. And um, so, yeah. And then now we've had a second episode of Loki, and we so that's two, yeah. So two Bad Batch and two Loki. So let's um, let's get into it first. Um, Loki, love it. Yeah, I love I love the vibe. I love the look. Um, I love laughing at those ass clowns who like after the second episode are just like, this isn't moving fast enough for me. <laughs> just like, oh, my God, these people must have a fetish for having other people tell them to go fuck themselves. Because- I don't know, because <laughs> even then you don't want to do it as fast fast as you possibly can oh my if god if you hold off a little bit it feels better just enjoy the show fucking hell you've had less than two hours of it yeah calm the fuck down yo um but it's it's fantastic and it's not um i really enjoyed in that first episode seeing loki it was when i saw loki looking at how his life had gone and then seeing stuff that he hadn't experienced yet right, right. and seeing how stuff goes for him yeah. to see him. It's the first time you see, you know, even <laughs> he was defiant even in death until that very last second. Once he um, knew it wasn't an illusion. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's like to see him, um, vulnerable like that, I thought was great. And to show that in this Loki show, I was like, you know what? This is going to be, this is going to be as good as WandaVision in terms of like depth. Yeah. You know, as opposed to just the surface crap that Falcon and um, Soldier was. Yeah. So yeah. Um, there was a little bit to it, but. Wanda had set a precedent for character. So it's a, that's, you know, but, but Falcon wasn't going to be that kind of show. I'm not going to shit on it because I, I still paid attention to it, you know? Yeah, it was, eh. it was fine. And it saved us the trouble of having to, you know, see Sam go through getting the shield in a movie. So it's just like, oh, great. There's, (laughs) seriously there's a there's like either a b story in a movie that we don't have to deal with um so that's out of the way and then whatever he does next he can just jump into because he's captain america yeah yeah so that's i'm fine with that um i had said to you i think or or another friend i I said it has a kind of a hitchhiker's guide vibe to it that i'm really enjoying um, what really nailed that for me, thinking Hitchhiker's Guide was the the bureaucracy of it, when he has to stand in line. Um, right, <laughs> and go through the ropes. <laughs> yeah, that's very much like the, the movie that had come out, waiting in line, mundane things in a non-mundane situation. Um, but the interesting thing is Loki is is Arthur Dent, who is your, your everyman main character, and he is also Zaphod Beeblebrox at the same time. The two-headed, 
um, three-armed president of the galaxy with an ego the size to match. Um, yeah. And and it's it's except Loki's smart and Zaphod really isn't even with two brains. Um, <laughs> but it's it's it initially had that feel, and you know that's one of my favorite things. So I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm all in. All we need is a is a sad robot, and we'll be all set. But also, Owen Wilson, not once, has said, wow. Thank God. <laughs> Seriously, there's no need for that. You know what? Like, like, do that in memes. Enjoy that yeah. in memes. And that, you know, that type of bullshit. But, but I mean, don't, to, be, no fair, to be fair, it. he does do that a lot. Like, you know, Harrison Ford points and Brad Pitt eats. It's a, it's, it's his character. It's his acting thing, you know? Yeah, but it's. It would be it would be too fucking much. I would be disappointed if they did that. That's too easy. I'd be okay if when he meets this new this new Loki they're chasing, if he says it, because I would say it. I would but say he's it. been around for so long. He's seen so much in the universe and uh, across yeah, timelines and stuff. Point, yeah. I mean, I really can't think of anything that would make him go wow you know and what i'm really loving about this and i i said this um at the end of this second episode mm. is that i've spent these two episodes like sort of rooting for loki but not trusting him at all oh yeah like up until the very end he jumps through the portal i'm like fuck yes i don't trust him um i think though now obviously we're heavy in spoilers here but i think he did that with the best intentions. I think so too. Because they weren't going to get there in time and I think he his looking back at them as they're they're coming up on him, Owen and the the time cop there. And him looking at the portal, he knows they close in a certain amount of time and I think he realized and we may find out that he's going to figure I was the only one that could get there. Right. Yeah, I definitely I think it's he's probably more good, for lack of a better word. Well, I mean, you um, watch yourself get your neck snapped by Thanos and he knows who Thanos is. Mm. Um, then that's going to change your worldview because clearly that life did not go the way he wanted it to. Right. So I still think he's going to try to, you know, bend things to his favor and i think that there's some something deeper about the three time lords or whatever they're called mm. um so i think um, i on i think they're dead they've been dead for a long time um i would i think so too and i think that this is a bit of a cover up i i just i hope it's not that simple i hope it's a little bit more nuanced mm. You know, kind of like, and and I shouldn't be comparing it to WandaVision, but the way that WandaVision, it was just like, great, um, you're wondering what's going on. And then you see that Agnes has been sort of manipulating stuff. And it's just like, oh, okay, she's the bad guy. Right. But then it goes like it peels away one more layer. And it's just like, oh, she's just trying, A Agnes is just trying to capitalize on Wanda, who's really kind of the bad guy here yeah. because she
she can't handle her grief. Right. And it real and it makes, you know, once that last layer gets peeled away, you look and you see how complex and interesting this show really is. And it's not just, oh, there's a good guy, there's a bad guy, the bad guy wants a lot of power. Because mm. it was more than that. It was yeah. so much more than that. And I hope that that's what happens with Loki, that even if the, you know, the tr time trio there, uh, if they're gone, then I hope that the, the continuation of the TVA is, you know, like a good thing. And, or if it is a bad thing, like, why is it a bad thing or why has it not been a worse thing given all the power it has? Right. So give us more. We all enjoyed WandaVision. We all understood it. So, you yeah. know, trust the audience. I think they, I think they do. I, I think they do too. I think they do too. So, yeah, it's the, that's, that's the, that's the ultimate mystery of the thing is what is what first, I mean, there's a lot of questions actually like where did this other loki come from where did they get their power where how do they know how did they learn this much about the tva you know right. so there's there's a whole lot of things and a huge spoiler right now for anybody that hasn't watched any and you're like ah, i can deal with some spoilers so huge spoiler i think this loki this this female loki I think it's Enchantress disguised as Loki. Hmm. Because we got Sif and we have the the Heroes 3 and Heimdall and, and Odin and Thor, but no Enchantress, a major character from the Thor myth. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, also, female Loki is super cute. Female Loki is super cute. Um, isn't Loki supposed to be like gender fluid? So couldn't another variant of him just end up being a woman? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Loki came back in the comics not that long ago as a, as a dark haired uh, woman. Yeah. Yeah, but I do so, like I do like the tiny horns on the headband. Yeah, I, think I thought it, that was, those were cool. Such a such a good look on the character. I, I, I need to see more of of her um, yeah yeah very nice and i like i like that little like body snatcher thing that she was doing yeah yeah <laughs> gay? I and, they, that was and loki called it enchanting people ah. yeah, yeah. I, but what i liked about it is that it sort of distracts you from the fact that you've got this like good guy bad guy banter going back and forth yeah. because you've got different speech patterns with the different characters <laughs> she inhabits yep. so it 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 sort of breaks that up and makes it more fun yeah. so it was really just a really you know really great you know writing choice i thought yeah. that was a great way to take su such a trope of you know the good guy and the bad guy having their first like encounter and they're just you know going back and forth trying to be clever with each other and it just sort of turns it up a notch by making it more interesting so yeah. um yeah. yeah i thought it just really really good and the show just looks fantastic it's it looks as good as you know any big screen big budget something it's mm -hmm. doesn't feel like a tv show but i i love the the 60s 70s 
um, alternate retro look that's going on in the TVA. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Their technology is this weird, like steampunk ish kind of thing. The big keyboards and the yeah, but they have but they have interactive holograms at the same time. So yeah, (laughs) and people are using Infinity Stones as paperweights. Yes, I love. Oh, and I gotta say that my first, my my first favorite line of the whole thing in the first episode was that. like the guy who takes the evidence, mm. that little worker clerk guy. Yeah. And he's talking about, oh, he said he's going to gut me like a fish. And I'm like, what's a fish? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is a fish? I'm fucking dying. <laughs> I don't care that what you're going to do to me. I don't know what that is. <laughs> that, that threat means nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a very good point. Um, I saw some people online and some people that listen to the show had a problem with the drawer full of infinity stones, um, saying, well, apparently now they mean nothing. Um, but they work in timelines. They work in different timelines. So also one big thing to notice, Loki can't use his powers, uh, in the TVA. Um, but also, when they come through the door, the Tesseract is glowing bright blue. And when they step into the TVA for the first time, it goes down to this dull blue. It just, it just, the color. Like it's just a block of blue It just something. fades out. Yeah. So the TVA, since it's outside of time and outside of the reality that stone is from, it, it yeah. has no power. And it and so many people have held the Tesseract now that it would appear that at the end of Captain America, when Red Skull holds it and it quote unquote disintegrates him, um, is really just choosing a worthy uh, custodian on Vormir. Or he's or because I was thinking about that, like was he holding it as he's trying to like like over like use all of its power and it just got i don't oh. know it just got too much and he just got caught up in that because he's looking down going oh fine everybody else can fucking touch it and meanwhile i look like this <laughs> maybe yeah but we didn't know that much about him at the time so i mean the power stone was one that you know only certain people can hold it and that's pretty much been held to be true thanos captain marvel and star lord have been able to hold it with no problem yeah well, not so much star lord um wait no captain marvel didn't hold it thanos plucked it off of the gauntlet to punch captain marvel with it in his hand um yeah. because he would have lost that fight so quick thinking on thanos's part yeah thanos was a tremendous competitor yeah he really was yeah he really knew the, the the target that he was going after and and the best way to use it. Yeah. No. In a lot of ways, I mean, yeah, sure, he just killed everybody, but yeah, yeah there's that. <laughs> in, in, instead of doubling resources, but whatever. That's a long fought war that's already been fought. So. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So I think that Loki is. Uh, what are we getting? Eight episodes of that? I think so. But did you did you look and see um 
when they when when Loki number two bombs the timeline, and all of those those um, multiverses start to come out of it. Did you see the name of some of the planets um, that were affected by it? No, I didn't. There was uh, the ones I saw and Screen Crush or whoever did a whole big thing on them. But the two that they didn't mention were uh, Ego and Titan, which I thought was interesting. So how does bombing that timeline affect Thanos' people? Wait, so they did affect them? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, so now we're in brand new territory with this show, and maybe the multiverse of madness is is what you know trying to resolve it who knows i have no idea I don't yeah know what no that that's interesting about or anything when do we get that like next year but that could be cool. how we have all these different spider-mans men's men in, uh, in this next movie yeah and i'm okay with that you know? Oh, most I you know what I'm okay with with all of it. It's it's all super fun mm-hmm. and like most of it works. Yeah. And it's been it's been a great ride. And I, I can't congratulate and and sing praises for Marvel enough for you know weaving all this shit together. It's fantastic. Yeah. Whether or not you don't like superhero movies or they're formulaic or whatever. This is an unprecedented achievement in, in Hollywood. Yeah. And I think that um, they're becoming less formulaic. You know what I mean? Yeah. You you kind of had to prep your audience for the crazy stuff. You can't just jump in with, you know, an army of robots and, whatever you gotta gotta which is why i think right which is why i think bringing dr strange and his magic stuff in when they did Mm. was 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 a good thing yep um and then you bring in you know wanda and her magic stuff it gets a little bit deeper right and now this multiverse movie i think that's you know i think that's great you've got magic coming out of you know asgard Mm mm-hmm um, so that magic makes makes sense, yeah, in the Marvel universe now, and aliens and, on top of that too, yeah. And that yeah, was so just everybody went to see that, and they're like, okay, we got this now. Yeah, great. This is another. This is an, another little another little side of the prism that stuff comes through. Yeah. It's, it's, so when when Thanos shows up with all these different aliens ready to fight, you're like, yep, okay, I've seen space. <laughs> And you're fine with it. Uh, that's fine. It's yeah, all good. It, it's all it's all good. Right. So, it's uh yeah. Anyway, so um, far, so far, uh, nine out of ten. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I'm really, I'm, I'm a little worried about Black Widow. I'm hearing good things about it, mm. but I think it, it feels like. Like it's been delayed for so long. Is it going to feel out of place given what we've gotten in the last, you know, you know, year? I don't know. I I don't think. I think. I think they might have um, really made sure they had the best storyline going for their first 
second now, actually, um, female superhero movie. Yeah, um, I hope so. But I mean, I, I, I mean, so. one of the one of the one of the she was in Iron Man too. So one of the original, you know, she was an Avenger in the first Avengers. Yeah. So she's the only one without, well, Hulk. But no, Hulk had one that's technically part of it. So she's the only one left. They can't fuck this up. Yeah. I mean, they they absolutely can. But in the boardroom, somebody said, somebody said, we cannot fuck this up. Right. We'll get dragged through the mud forever. And then Kevin Feige just went, I'm on it. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone went, oh, okay. Kev's on it. It's like the Star Wars folks, you know, leaving a meeting with Dave Filoni and John Favreau going. They're still yeah, sitting they, in the office. <laughs> there's, yeah, exactly. They're, it's like, we're just going to let them do whatever they're doing. So I don't know what the fuck they did with Resistance because I'm like eight episodes into that show and I'm almost. Ugh. And it feels like nobody was really into that except Donald uh, I Yeah, I just, yeah, it just. I'm like, we're like eight episodes in as we slowly transition to Star Wars. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, I did you watch it? Did you I, watch the whole? I don't even know if I got through the whole first season because it really felt like the doofus's journey. Yeah, it doesn't. Well, the thing is, all right. So you've seen enough to, so like the thing that they're on, the Colossus. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So they're on this thing. Right. And my I have a lot of questions just about this thing. Like, what the fuck is it? Right. Why is it where it is? Yeah. Like, what is yeah. this water planet? Are they getting resources from the planet? If mm. it's such an important outpost, why is the New Republic not protecting it? Like, yeah. yeah. It's just, it makes no fucking sense. They are protectors, quote, the aces who protect the thing are also involved in these like, you know, weird races. Like what? Yeah. Like, it feels what a little f- like an amalgamation of Top Gun, uh, both parts of Top Gun where like you buzz the tower, but you're an ace pilot and they just yeah. it a little further. And it's, <clears throat> well, it's like this weird like collection of these idiots work in this garage type of thing. But I just watched this episode where they needed a part for like a, um, I don't know, like a tracking computer and they needed this part because they're afraid of pirate attacks and it's a targeting computer for like the, the you know, the turbo lasers that would shoot pirates out of the sky. Great. But like, if this is such an important part, like, why don't they have them around? Why do they have to <laughs> scavenge for them and like barter? It's just like, do, you know, it's... <laughs> It just makes no sense. Yeah. Hey, we're a really super important outpost and the first order wants to control us and all this. We're super important. But um, yeah, we uh we've got we have no support whatsoever. <laughs> and I don't fucking get what they what they do. Right. That that was yeah. Yeah. So and then the main character is just a fucking clown and useless. And I uh, and I get it. It's for kids. But like even this one Rebels, definitely is for kids. Oh, man. But when Rebels started, it had a little slapsticky stuff and Chopper was funny. And you had, you know, them just sort of being, you know, silly. Yeah. This is like he just this fucking kid walks around like the scarecrow in Wizard of Oz. 
like everything. He can't talk to anybody without going. Uh, uh, reminds me of that idiot in Silicon Valley who Tom, made me, Tom Middleditch. Yeah. Uh, I like the guy, but his character was off. Like he's afraid of his own shadow. His shadow is afraid of his own shadow. <laughs> it's just so tedious. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and it's so it's so starkly contrasts like Bad Batch, yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is which is dark and and scary and what's going to happen to Omega and so the last two episodes of Bad Batch have been really good. Nice yeah. to see Rex again. Oh, how surprised were you that the secret person that the that the sisters were talking to was Rex? Not very. I wasn't very surprised. It's like, I, all right. You figured it was him. And I'm like, I can't be with the armor. That just doesn't make sense. He's not bulky enough. But lo and behold, it was Rex. Why did you have to keep that a secret? Exactly. But so, that's fine. And, but that's fine. I think yeah. eventually they're going to end up hooking up with him and going with him. But maybe not. Well, you got to wonder what's going to happen with them because we, when do we see them later? It's, uh, we see Wolf, um, Rex and the guy that was on that, that, that desolate planet. Yeah. What was his name? I forget his name. It's, it was, it was a, it was almost a normal name. Yeah. But it was the, it was Rex and those two other dudes, right? And that was in Rebels, and yeah, the, so that's like the Empire, twenty years later. Yeah, the Empire was the Empire, <clears throat> and they had they had Adats, um, yeah. ready to go. Also, here's a here, quick quick thing. In my job, I've learned that you, um, when you can pronounce a word like NASA. What's that? What's yeah. that called when you contract it with the first? An word? acronym? Yes. Yeah, I don't fucking remember anything. When you have an, an, an when you got one of those acronym that you can say as a word, you don't put periods in between. When you do like FBI, you put the periods in between. CDC, FBI, CIA, right? So a T S T should have dots because you say A T S T S T yeah. But you say ad at. If there's no dots, you fucking say it. So it's an ad at. Right? They don't call yes. a tow missile a T-O-W. It's a tow. Right. So and a SAM is not an SAM. You say SAM, it's a surface to air missile. So, I have just settled the ADAT problem. It's ADAT. That's what you say. So the Empire had ADATs, and they were they were chasing um, Wrecker. No, sorry, Rex. Um, Gregor. That was his name. That's Gregor. It. And I swear I didn't look that one up. Um, was that that dude that they found on that planet? Yes, working in that restaurant. The, okay, the that's what I super commando guy that that, that we yeah. all thought blew up, and everybody wanted to come back. So yeah, yeah, that was good. I'm glad he came back. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we don't know where they are at that point. Yeah, because we don't know where the bad batch is when the rebellion begins, if they're even alive. 
Right. I mean, shit, this could end with them dying. Yeah, that'd be super dark. It would be, but that'd be awesome. It would be such a surprise, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah. I or have they to just, say, oh, go ahead. They could just age out. You know, they are kind of fucked up clones, so who knows what their aging process is? It might be more yeah. accelerated than the others. That's true. And and the thing is that all four of them look so different from one another. Um that you wouldn't instantly think they were clones. If they took that armor off, you'd just think they were a bunch of different people. Yeah, and their voices are different enough. Right, right. In this last episode, when Crosshair's reintroduced, I did think that there were a couple of strategic mistakes made on Crosshair's part. How so? First, um, I loved the very end where he thinks he has them cornered. But first of all, um, in the last episode, the the batch goes to um, Braca, which is the planet Braca, yeah. Fallen Jedi, uh, Fallen Order starts on. So everybody thought they were going to introduce Cal Kestis from that game into the show. And I'm like, eh, it's a big planet. Shut up. Um, and they didn't because they don't need yeah. to. And not everybody has to, to meet. Um, in fact, I would have been bothered if they had. Yeah. Because this isn't a show about Jedi. Right. Well, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's such a cold. The Jedi wow. were dicks. They were yeah. pretentious dicks. They brought this on themselves. I mean, let's be honest. They, they brought this fall on themselves. Yeah. Oh, I blame Yoda. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, the Emperor has something to do with it, but yeah. <laughs> I blame I know I blame Yoda and and Mace Windu for the um for what happened with the Jedi and their attitude towards stuff because they yeah. were just like, well, you know, if uh we can't see it, it's not there. Yeah, Keati Mundy doesn't get off scot free either. He was a fucking dick too. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, um my whole council. My whole what was I saying? I forgot where I was going for. So oh yeah. Um, so so the, the the episode before that they're going Wrecker has um his chip is all but activated because he was incapacitated with the good soldiers follow orders yeah. um with the Marti Martez sisters. And uh so they're going to uh Baraka to go to a Republic cruiser because it's calibrated for clones or whatever and they can tech can get the chip out. So that's basically the whole episode and they're spotted. And um in this one we have um, what's his face there? Crosshair, uh, going to get them, just kill them all pretty much. Yeah. Um, that was fucking cold. He's like aim for the girl. Yeah. Oh, he's such a good bad guy. Yeah, he really is. And that, oh, I love it. He was going to shoot a grandma. He's going to shoot a kid. Anything right? to get the job done. He doesn't it's, give a shit. He is not fucking around now, at all. He, be, well, because think about it now. He's programmed. He is just a flesh and blood battle droid. Yeah, seriously. He's just I'm waiting for him to tell everybody that he's out of bubble gum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was a good guy. But um. <laughs> But still, my point is that he's just there to kick yeah. ass. Oh, absolutely. I'm fucking with you. Um, so he knows the Batch's tactics because he was one of them. So he can right. cut, he cuts them off at every point as they're trying to escape through this Republic cruiser. And they they decide to end up... They, they end up deciding 
to escape through, literally through the engines. Brilliant. I thought that was super cool. And then Crosshair has them turned on. I know. First, a couple of things here. I loved the, the ignition sequence, how you could see it sucking the air into it past all yep. the characters to get it going. And then the actual ignition of the engine, it was just so well visualized. It was just so well done. Um, but their, their, their idea to get out of it is to blow up the ring around that part of the, of the engine of the exhaust part of the engine yeah. and have it fall. <laughs> and he's not in the blast uh, Crosshair isn't in the blast of the engine when it's redirected because obviously that would kill him, but he's close enough that if it, like, it's the first time you've seen yeah. him like really vulnerable and yeah, he's, he's out of it for a little bit. Oh, he's yeah. Yeah. But here's the one, I think the one major mistake they made, they didn't plant explosives on the batch's ship. I would have. Yeah. Yeah, they should have destroyed it. Well, because I was one. It's just like, well, you get there, let's blow it. Let's just take but, out but their let means them, of escape. Let them get high up enough in the atmosphere that even if they survive the initial blast of blowing up the ship, they die on the way down. Yeah, when they hit the ground. Yeah, I thought that was that was a mistake. They could have found it. They could have whatever. But we already had enough problems because the show reintroduced Cad Bane. Oh, my, you know, what's so funny. I'm watching it with Peter. Right. Yeah. And we saw that that conversation on Camino. It's just like, oh, we get to get the, you know, you know, really, you know, they're talking about bounty hunters. Right. And I say to Peter, I'm just like, well, you know what? You know, Fennec is cool and all. And but she's <laughs> I said to Peter, I'm like, they got to start spending some like Cad Bane money. Yeah. <laughs> Right. So I'm like, Boba Fett's still a teenager at this point. But yeah, if we could see somebody else or like, right. well, Hon- Hondo is more of a pirate. This right. is around there. Go like, yeah, but they got to get a more badass. And I called it like Cad yeah. Bane. So when I see Cad Bane, I'm like, fuck yes. <laughs> I was so psyched. That was awesome. I love this new outfit. I love he the, looked um, great. He looked that like, was so great. He looked like a Mexican bandito. <laughs> right? right? But then the music reflected that. Yes. It was so good. I mean, really, they might have well have just had like um what's the actor? Bill Nye Nye? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The guy who played um, you know, Davy Crockett in the yeah, Pirates Davy Crockett. Things. Davy Jones. Yeah, that's what I meant. So <laughs> So, oh, because the voice is so similar. I love the voice, but like, I don't, Lee Van Cleef isn't still alive, is he? No. Yeah, because that's who they based him off of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so I was just like, yes, nailed it. Yeah. One shot, one shot took out the clone. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, he's going to kill the kid. And then, oh, no, wait, just the stun. All right. Yeah, they want her back. Yeah. Yeah, but I had to explain the the girls we haven't got to the point with um with Bane or any of that. So I had to explain 
some some little things to them and said well he was known for fighting jedi and i explained like you see those tubes on his cheeks that uh, you know what those are for they're like breathing i'm like fuck you listen <laughs> if a jedi was to ever choke him to incapacitate him his diaphragm would still work on his lungs and um it would bypass his throat and they're like oh that's badass i'm like yeah he's pretty fucking badass that's why he's standing there alone without his gun drawn yeah yeah and i thought it was i thought it was gonna do this oh hunter's gonna be the hero and take out cad bane but i was like no no one can take out cad bane no he's awesome if anybody's gonna take out cad bane it's gonna be bosk or ig88 or aura sing or somebody like that Somebody big, like yeah. Vader. Yeah, but that was a nice. Mm. Yeah, he's the guy you want. Yeah, pay that big money. Same voice. The voice is great. I love that <laughs> little little computer modulation they put on it. Yeah, I mean, the guy held senators hostage in the Senate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was how many years ago, and nobody fucking learns from that how to do it right. right. I mean, come on, <laughs> you January sixth dipshits. Uh, and they're they're watching, and they're like, "Oh my god, even the robots intimidating." I'm like, "Yeah, not 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 so much in the other shows, <laughs> but here." Yeah, sure. exactly. This is where like you just like the robot is, you know, perfect for his owner because yeah. he's an asshole too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was pretty good. Uh, now I'm interested to see what we're obviously I'm interested to see what's going to happen anyway. But I'm interested to see, like, who else is going to show up because obviously other bounty hunters are going to want that kid for the bounty. The 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 Camino people must have a huge bounty on on the. Yeah, kid but do there. you really think any other bounty hunters are going to go after Cad Bane? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you've there's got, dumb ones out there. You've got Boba Fett. Who, yeah, like he's a teenager now. At this point, right? he would probably be hooked up with Aura Singh and Bosk. Yeah. So would, I mean. Aura Singh would, would, she could, she would contemplate it. I think she could do it. Yeah, she would take a good, she, she would, it would be a good shot. I think at this age, Boba would be a little bit impetuous and not really think it through. Right, right. Unless he hasn't even start. well, no, in Clone Wars, he was definitely. Yeah. On his way. So, um, yeah, if this is after that, then he's got his ship, but he's probably parted ways with, or- you know, he's de- he's parted ways with Aura Singh because she's too brutal and he doesn't want to be that kind of person that kills innocent hostages. <laughs> um, but him and no. Bosk are probably still working together. Wouldn't that be interesting if, um, you know, Forlom and Zuckus were always a team. Right. But wouldn't yeah. that be interesting if Fett and Bosk were a team way more than, than we ever thought? And the, the reason the two of them are standing next to each other is because like they're as close as friends as they could be. Yeah, that could be. That'd be interesting. Yeah. I mean, hell, we could have a, a younger Dengar show up in uh, in this because he was in he was in. Um, <laughs> what's it called? But Simon Pegg did a pretty good job with him. I thought yeah. um, the voice work on that elevated him a little bit, and and in Empire he's just too old. He's just he's just. I'm like I just I just need a little bit more to retire. 
All right, I'm one more good score. Yeah. Yeah. I am hopeful with Book of Boba Fett that, that they're going to give the other guys a chance because we've had essentially IG-88. You know, Bosk has had his chance on Clone Wars and so's Dengar. So we need the other two. I need I need my favorite two out of that group yeah. now of, of unknown Star Wars characters. We, we need them to do something. That would be nice. I'm um I'm going I'm reading the uh, aftermath books again, yep. and it, it's really at a point where I'm just sort of blowing through until I get to the sections with Ray Sloan, because uh. so, <laughs> I love her so much. Yeah. So, um, yeah, she's great. So all this sort of post Empire stuff is um is really fun. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Bad Batch. What are these? We're getting sixteen episodes. I think so. Pretty much a full yeah. season. Yeah. Good. I love that it's essentially Clone Wars. Yeah. I it's it's yeah. Cuz if you think about it, you know, the Jedi led the clones, right? And that was what the Clone Wars were about. And then um the Jedi aren't the Jedi anymore and Vader's not a Jedi, so it's still about the clones and it's the ramifications of the Clone Wars. So Filoni got extra seasons just under a different name. Yeah, right. He's he's sitting at home going, ha ha, they don't think I got extra Clone Wars, but I got extra Clone Wars. <laughs> another, um, another little difference between that and Resistance, and there's so many differences. <laughs> little, little they difference. did this like, so I watched this, this episode and he's flying like Kaz, the main characters flying X wings with Poe. They've yeah. each got their own X wing and Poe is showing them some tricks in this asteroid field. And so Poe shows him this trick where he kind of like, you know, flies almost straight toward an asteroid and then like brings the nose up and does this little skidding thing and kind of comes up and around. So Kaz is trying that little trick. And um, so then, of course, later when they're flying away from that situation, he needs to pull us. He needs to use that maneuver uh -huh. that he was not successful at before. But by the end of the episode, he's able to do it. And that's just a we a call familiar, that we call that the lightning McQueen effect. Yeah. So it's just like, all right, we're going to, you know, it's just a common trope. It's just like, oh, oh we're yeah. going to see you failing at something and then have you do it when you really need to. Right. But what's great about Bad Batch is that you've got this, the episode, and we just happen to watch these like in the same morning. So that's why they were just, they seem to kind of fit perfectly. Mm. So you've got Omega learning about, um, those those bombs that she's trying to like not detonate and which wire to cut and learning all that right yeah and so typically that little skill that she's trying to learn in a lesser show mm. that would come up later in the episode like oh, yeah. when they're setting those charges like oh no we need that one to go or it's gonna right. be wrong or what you know that she's gonna need that skill but they don't do that no like they don't do it it just goes right and it was i mean and that's that's just so much better. It's better storytelling. Like several episodes ago when we had her practicing with her little bow and arrow thing, yep. learning how to do that. And then like you see her trying and getting a little bit better, but mostly failing, but right. she's been practicing 
off screen, I imagine. Oh yeah. So then when she's in, yeah. So then when she's in this fight with crosshairs, people, she takes two of them out with her bow and arrow and it's just like, fuck yes. And that's so much better. It's just like one of those little details that is better than what they're doing with resistance. Again, I understand different audiences, different goals with storytelling, but there are these little things that you could change to make it a little bit better. Well, how about this? Think about this. If if Wrecker is teaching her how to take them apart, then she knows how they work, right? Better than yeah. just twist this, put this here. She has more intimate knowledge in the whole device, so she can be sent now on her own reliably right. and safely to place a charge. So it does sort of come back, but not in a way that's immediately recognizable like a trope. Right. Which is, which is really smart. It is. It's, it's fantastic. It's yeah. But you know, you know, within two or three episodes, she will have done it. Most definitely. And then somebody will ask her, how many of those have you detonated? And she'll say so many Rick, right. so many, <laughs> which by the way, those start up this Sunday night, apparently. Oh, I know. I finally finished all four seasons and, uh, um, Oh, fuck. There was a line. I, there's no way I'm going to remember it. But I went back and listened to it like a half a dozen times. I was doubled over laughing. That show is so fucking funny. <laughs> um, so funny. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, um, I I wonder what's going to happen when or if we ever see Wrecker. Because when I see Cad Bane take Omega away, I'm like, well, I don't want to be Cad Bane if Wrecker ever finds him. Because yeah. yeah, well, the problem with Wrecker is he's a he's a run right at the problem, and Cad is not that kind of responsive. To he's very def- I mean, he's got rocket boots to get away from Jedi jumps and stuff like that. Yeah. So he's he he's like a bounty hunter that prepares like Batman. He knows who he's going after. So he doesn't, he's not wearing a long coat. You know, he's, 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 all his stuff is very tight against his body. So like he can't be grabbed by Wrecker easily, let's say. You know, that's when, um, in the zombie survival guide, that's one of the, one of the things is if you don't want to get grabbed, don't wear anything that can get grabbed. That's grabbable. Yeah. Yeah. That's why when I, when I did mall security, all our ties were clip on ties because you don't want to have a fucking noose around your neck in a fight. Or if anybody gets aggressive, you know, little things you don't think of that are like, Oh yeah, I guess that does make sense. Um, so yeah, I mean, all his stuff is pretty, pretty, um, there's, there's no, I mean, aside from a couple belts, he's got on ammo and, and regular holding the pants up type. Um, he's not wearing anything that anybody can grab onto. Yeah. Cause I think Wrecker would uh, be very passionate about getting some revenge there. Yeah. And either he's going to be the one that, that throws him off a ledge or something, um, which with his boots, he can obviously survive. Um, but he's, he's persistent. Bane's persistent. He would, he would come right back. I don't think he flees that often. I mean, shit, he broke, he broke the, the Jedi, the, the, the hut out of that prison guarded by the Republic. 
Oh yeah. He's such a badass. Yeah. <laughs> I was so psyched to see him, you know, plus I was right. So that's yeah. that bonus right there. So yeah, that's I, I nice think the little... thing about him is he talks, but he's so calm. He's like dead calm the whole time. Yeah. And, it's and, like... and the confidence that that character exudes is completely warranted through what they've shown us, which is great. So yeah, I'm happy they brought him back. Now that's yeah, another reason why it's Clone Wars season ten or whatever. Right? <laughs> ten eight. I don't know. Doesn't matter. The girls did the girls watch Clone Wars all the way through? No, they haven't gone all the way through. They they have uh, other stuff they'd rather watch. Um I've been watching Bad Batch pretty much on my own, except for last night. They wanted to stay up because they're out of school now. So they stayed up till I got home and um and, and and I'm like, okay, listen, every week at this time, I watch Bad Batch, so shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I had to give them a little bit of backstory on why they were on that planet, but other than that, they were fine. And then we watched the yeah. one with uh, Moochie, because I thought they'd like that one. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Not a completely meaningless or throwaway episode, because some important stuff happens, but yeah. I like Rhea Perlman being in the show. She's great voice for that tiny Trandoshan. Um, but it does make me want Danny DeVito to do a voice now. Yeah, exactly. Although it's it's one of those things that's just like, oh, we've got this debt to her. I'm like, well, do, do you just leave the planet? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just like. <laughs> well, then she'd, then she'd say, I, I know who these guys are. She might have a tracking device on the ship, whatever. Because I don't think she's that trusting. No, probably not. Mm. But. You know, they could also just kill her. They could. <laughs> they could. Still like sort of a kid show, though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so, uh, watched the um, the Bourne trilogy recently. Yeah. Um, I don't think terrible. I ever went through those. Uh, the first one. Did you my, say terrible? The, the first movie was good. The other two were, like, terrible. I, oh. I thought so. I just the like the camera work, like the edit, like the quick, quick editing. And then the last movie is really just people in a control room going, I need to know where he is. I need to, you know, get me everything. Oh, where's he going? Oh, he's going to this guy. I want everything on him. I want all of, I want to know what he's thinking before. You know, it's like that yeah. type of thing. Okay. And, mm. but the first one follows the book and the first one, like my, fond like movie theater memory of it is back when there were um when movies were made out of film yeah i just remember there was like part of it got caught up and we had to cut some of it out yep yeah and then you know you cut it back together and play it and this particular print the way it worked was i i did that that cut i remember it that. was yeah, yeah and the way it ended up working was oh like i mean his memory is so fucked up anyways yeah so you don't actually in this cut you don't actually see him beat up the cops yeah you see him like grab the stick and then walking away like he just did it which works because he's just you know yeah. just muscle memory and just walks away right 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 Whereas i remember people, People in the next theater got to see the fight, yeah. but it like the cut still worked. I remember, I remember watching, I, I remember when it happened and it got chewed up and it wasn't at opening weekend. Yeah. And I'm like, well, we can't ask for a new reel because that's way too soon. 
will look incompetent. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, well, we can't, we can't cut just this piece out because it'll be obvious. Right. You got to f- so find let, a good yeah, place to kill let's it. Let's cut it at this point and this point because we'd seen it. So like the cops talk to him and he, you're right, he grabs the stick and then we cut it from that point <laughs> to him standing there with like his legs spread apart, yeah. arms at his side, looking down at one like, of the guards. And I'm like, okay, right there, it'll look like. Like he did it. Yeah, but we don't know how because he doesn't know how. <laughs> right. It right? was perfect. And it was literally, <laughs> what, two feet. Yeah. Maybe. Because the edits in that are so fast. It might even have been a foot of film we cut out. And and it worked. And we're like, wait till these people watch this at home and they get the special three-second extended edition. <laughs> oh, we must have gotten the director's cut. <laughs> yeah. It's the only time we made an editorial decision to a film. and I know, right? But it was such it a small thing, and it, f- it goes by so smooth that, you know, it's not like we there was no dialogue missed. There was no music. Yeah. It just, it just, we only did it, I only did it because it worked. Yeah, it was funny. That was great. That was, that was one of the most ingenious cuts that we figured out how to do. <laughs> Because normally it's like just cut out the part that's it's it, it depends, you know, who does it and how much they give a shit right. about presentation. Because you could have just cut out those those what 10 frames, yeah, and then it would have made it would have looked super choppy, right? Right, you had to cut it on on a on a an angle change or <laughs> or if, you're, if you're even luckier, you can do it on a scene change, yeah, but oh. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Those were the good old days. Yeah. Uh, are you going to see Black Widow in a theater? No. <laughs> no. No. Me neither. No, me I really neither. I really it's... want popcorn. I really want movie theater popcorn, but I'm not going to go pay for it just by itself cuz remember we used to look at those people like they were fucking crazy people. Remember? Oh, this guy yeah. didn't buy a ticket. He's just buying popcorn. Okay. Hey, yeah. And then we dial nine one. I know. It's just like, oh, wait a minute. He's going to go watch a girl's softball game. Yeah. Oh, this is weird. Oh, middle school softball game. <laughs> yeah. All right. Welcome to today's episode of Let's Make This Worse. Yeah. Well, that's the normal show, right? It's, it's, yeah. it's, uh, uh so speaking of middle school, first of all, how is no one talking about Matt Gates anymore? Right? Okay, I'm just going to leave that there because there's nothing new on that fucking pedophile right now. That's and why. Second, my girls are now in eighth grade. My God. I know, that right? Fast. Here's something that I thought the other day and i thought it was incredibly unfair because life is cruel in a way and it's not fair and it just happens right so you have the the first couple years of your kid's life and there's really no meaningful interaction conversation wise with little kids 
right? You can you can do fun stuff and you can definitely enjoy being around them. But then when they get older, say 7, 8, 9, 10, 13, 14, right? You can do fun stuff, have fun interactions. They can be sarcastic. They can be funny, whatever. Yeah. But then they get older and they hit 18 and they're not interested in being around you anymore because they yeah. they're they're forging out onto the in their own They've lives got and they're their doing own their lives, own thing yeah. and i think that's that's a big reason why some people would get so depressed about it is because they you start off with this great relationship with the kids where they're they're all about you and all they want to do is be around you and do stuff and then they slowly pull away just as you know you're hitting they're getting interested yeah yeah and i thought about that the other day i'm like wow that sucks can't wait to look i'm looking forward to that now fucking <laughs> terrible so but i mean it, it it would depend i guess you know how things are with you and your parents as you grow up like I don't I don't talk to my father that much. I don't hate him, but I don't have a lot in common with him. I think because when I was younger he didn't he would rather just be snarky and sarcastic about stuff. And that kind of made me like, oh, you don't like anything I like. Yeah. So but I see him I see him with the with the kids and he's he's really good with them. And I mean, there's a part of me that's like uh, all right, now you figure it out. Right. But, you know, so like I don't I don't call my parents or talk to them a lot. I see them, but it's it's one of those things where it's like, I mean, you spent most of your life trying to tell me not to do stuff, but not I don't know. I don't know what I'm what I'm what I'm exactly getting at here. But it's not like they went out of their way to be interested in stuff I was interested in. There might have been a superficial level to it. Yeah. Um, but I also think it's like a generational thing, too. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But Because I think that parents, you know, back then didn't, they, they weren't a lot of, it's like, look, I'm, I'm keeping them alive. That's my job. <laughs> and they didn't, because like... I don't know. I probably like when I was a kid, there were, you know, my dad was always working and stuff like that, mm. but there were, you know, there were times, you know, you go and you're flying a kite or whatever. And, but there weren't, it was, there was a lot more responsibility for you as a kid to just go and make your own fun. Oh, it's Saturday. It's, it's sunny. You've eaten breakfast. What the fuck are you doing in the house? Right. Get out. Right. I'll see you maybe at lunch. Definitely at dinner. Well, yeah. Stay Nova al- was Nova was in a <laughs> chair with her with her legs up over the arm and just on her phone playing Minecraft or something. And right now it is eighty three degrees and sunny. And I'm like, get yeah. out. Yeah. Get out of just the house. Get out. Yeah. But I my, mean, my I've, kids, yeah. my kids, I, they, you know, it's just like, get out, go in the yard. Right. You know, we had a really nice big yard and that was great. Yeah. Um, and, but when I was a kid, it was like, okay, get out. Your job is to don't bother anybody and stay alive for the next <laughs> 10 hours <laughs> on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My parents, my parents were relatively young 
when they had me. So there were differences in parenting techniques between how uh, I was raised and how my brother was raised. Um, my brother was really into hockey, so that got What's a lot of attention. What's the age difference between you and your brother? Eight years. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah. So that's enough time to grow and learn as a parent, as a, as a person, and and have a different mindset. Yeah. But when that person's still living in the house and seeing how, you know, comparing how you were raising me at what age compared to now, and it's like, you're letting him go and do things that you don't let me do now. Like, what the fuck? It was confusing. Which might explain why when Ellen and I decided to get an apartment together, I didn't tell them until the day I was moving out. Because it would have just been a, a fucking month a of thing. bullshit. It would have just been, you know, just, just, oh, you're not ready to move out. Oh, uh, the big thing was you're playing house. Yeah. Yep. So what's your point? Like, do you know how insulting that is? Like I right. was, I was 24, right? Which is, I don't know Reason. if that's yeah. older or average or whatever, but like, I was, I mean, I had, uh, we had no, Ellen and I had known each other since like fucking third grade. So I knew we got along. Um, we had dated for a little while to make sure that, you know, we were still the people we thought each other was. And it, it wasn't a, it wasn't a thing, but you know, my parents like to, they like to claim that they're religious. Um, be, they went to Catholic school and all that. Um, but I haven't, I haven't heard of them going to church in like 10 years or whatever. Um, and it's, and it, it like, you don't, you don't, like I told them, I don't believe in any of that. And they're like, well, you don't get Christmas presents. I'm like, well, Santa doesn't have anything to do with Jesus. So what does that matter? Um, right. and it's like, uh, don't, don't push this on me when you don't follow the rules yourself. So you know, when you finally fi find out that your parents uh, have rules for you that they don't have for themselves, it's very disappointing. Um, but then when you get older, you realize that, that all parents don't know what the fuck they're doing. And it's all just fly by night. Let's hope this works. And if it works, we'll keep doing it shit. And some people are really, really wrong. And some people... Yeah. Um, aren't in touch with how they feel or why they feel things. And they end up coming off just completely withdrawn and withholding and sarcastic and snarky. And you just kind of resent the fact that no one's ever told you, you ever did a good job or that you're a good parent, you know, that kind of shit. That's all. Yeah. Honestly, not to toot my own horn. Um, I think I've done a pretty fucking good job. Okay. Oh. Yeah, you're all right. Yeah. Ripley is, was on the honor roll every, every quarter. Um, she's been invited into the algebra class, uh, advanced algebra, or whatever fucking, I don't know. I didn't, I did pre-algebra in eighth grade. So she's already a step ahead of me. Um, you'll tell her, of course, I call her a fucking nerd. Yes. Well, she knows. She knows. Okay. She, she's kind of proud of that. Um, <laughs> so, like, like I told her one day to just stop. Just stop. You're stressing yourself out. And she's like, I have to get this homework done. I'm like, 
Yeah, you always do. So fucking chill. Like she disappears, comes back two, three hours later. Everything's done. Nova, it's a fight tooth and nail, which I get. You know, she's not in school. There's no pressure. Like she doesn't have the teacher seeing her every day, breathing down her neck. It's a fucking email. Emails are not threatening. You know, Nova, Nova did fine. She didn't fail. She's not stupid. She just needs to be in school. Rip, yeah, would, Rip yeah. would do fine just- wherever. Um, you know, they're funny. They're smart. They're a little naive as to how the world works. I get it. That's fine. We knew more at, at 13, uh, I think, than, than, than my kids do right now. But also they lost a year and a half um, of, yes. of experience. But I think I've done a pretty good job. You know, I have a diabetic who, uh, you know, is alive. Which is, Keep him alive. Yeah. Nova got stitches uh, the other day. Um, she got really mad. They were working out back and um, Ripley wasn't helping her with something. So she stabbed a screwdriver into the ground and then went to do it again. And it's one of those screwdrivers where you pull the tip out and reverse it for the oh, larger. Yeah. And she brought it with down. the orange handle uh, clear, a clear handle. Oh, okay. And she brought no, it. I still have the orange handled one that I stole from the booth. <laughs> I think I stole this from another theater <laughs> I worked at. Um, so she brought it down and it, and the um, flathead side cut into her palm. And my wife bandaged it up and we, we she just went about her day. She's like, no, it doesn't hurt that much. It's not bad. Um, so about nine o'clock that night, they went to change the bandage before she went to bed. And I looked at it and there's no, there's no, like definitive like looking at it like oh it's this it looks like this it's that kind of feeling for that needs stitches but there is a mechanism built into my body i realized it's that your skin starts to crawl and you look (laughs) at it and you're like that's not good because i could see like it wasn't it wasn't closed up there was no scabbing to hold the two sides together and it's like that the palms of your hands, the underside of your thighs start to start to crawl a little bit. You know that feeling, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, that that probably needs That's uh, not good. That probably needs like two stitches in it to hold it together. So Ellen took her and she got four in the palm of her hand. Just get some super glue, clear it right up. Well, that was another option, but she wasn't going for that. <laughs> Nova Nova hates needles. Um and and fortunately when they put the um the numbing in there only the first one hurt after that she was fine they were fine so um she says the biggest problem is that when she puts her hand up or she leans her because she forgets obviously um the the stitches are it's a it's a hard thread so it pokes her and uh, pokes them and surprises them um but that's it. She's she's super, super trooper with the whole thing. Cool. And usually with the larger injuries, kids seem to do okay. I needed stitches in a root canal because I took a baseball to the face. And I was like, all right, whatever. You know, it's the small things. You know, the smaller cuts that, that, that seem to yeah. hurt more. 
Anyway. Those are just annoying. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not saying I'm better than my parents, but I do tell my kids that I'm proud of them because I am. (sighs) Sorry. What'd you say? No. Right. Because you should. You shouldn't be so emotionally stunted that you can't get a sentence out. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it seems basic, but sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I've had so many conversations like Nova will, she would just not do homework because, and, and we told her, just tell us the truth. And the truth always was, I really didn't want to. And my response is your typical, always sunny in Philadelphia response. I don't give a shit. Yeah. (laughs) Cole's, Cole's response would be. She knows that I know this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you got to prove it's it. It's just like, all right, dude, we all know that you know it, yeah. but um, let's pretend right. That, right. that we have to kind of document why you got an A in something. Yeah. All right. Let's just pretend that let's just, just fucking do it. Right. Then you can, then you can play video games. Right. And I would, I would, we tried different ways. At first it was the, you know, yell at her, you know, why aren't you doing this shit? Come on. This is all you have to fucking do. You spend six hours after school doing homework, but you're really doing nothing. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I thought about it for a minute. I thought about it for a night and I'm like, you know what? That shit wouldn't work on me. And she is a lot like me. So we have to take a different approach. And one of the approaches was sitting down with her and going over it and saying, look, all you got to, it's one question. Just answer the one question. That's all you got. And and you're done and you're done with it. Yeah. Showing her that if you get it done, then you have more time to not, you know, worry about it because not only would it not be done, but they'd worry about it. Yeah. And that, and that adds all the extra stuff to it. Yeah. Um, Think about all the other stuff that you could be focusing on instead of worrying about this. But when you're that age, that's a, for me, it was a difficult concept to grasp. You know, it just, it just wasn't, it just, it was difficult for me to factor that with the other thing. And I would, I would, I would yell at her and then leave for work. And then in like two hours I would text her and I would have honest conversations with her through text. Like, look, you know why I'm mad. Right. And she'd say, yeah. And I'd say, I really hate being mad at you. And while that is your fault that I'm mad at you because you're not doing what we asked, what's required of you. It doesn't have to be like that. Do the work. And I, and and I said, look, I'm not mad at you. I don't hate you. I'm mad at you. There's a difference. And that was a big thing to teach them that when you're mad about something, it doesn't mean you hate the person. Right. And and we taught that to them a while ago, but I like to reinforce it. I'm like, I'm mad that you didn't do the work. I'm not mad at you as a person. I'm mad because of the situation. And I, you know, you always end it with, and you know, I know you can do this you got to know I love you, blah, 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 that kind of thing. And it sort of works for, you know how when you try to institute institute a new policy at work and it lasts about two weeks, it was, it was like that, (laughs) 
we had to keep we had to keep reinforcing it but i think when when they go back to school in september they'll be a lot better because then there's the teacher's pressure there's being in the class facing yeah. the person that's given the assignment a lot more of the work will be done in school so they should be a lot better off yeah and things will be more quote normal you know yeah. routine and there's there's value in that routine part oh yeah of it. rip could do her homework mm-hmm anywhere on stage with Ozzy Osbourne she'd sit at that laptop and get it done <laughs> um Ozzy could you just break down a little bit exactly you know exactly. fucking busy here man there are I I watch a lot more commercials now with my with my job because it's you know aired during things and yeah. commercials are so fucking stupid aren't they oh it's there's the a Doritos commercial that I hate and I and I yelled at the TV the other I was the only one <laughs> But I yelled at the TV because it was like, was nacho cheese even a thing before Doritos? Yes. And then and that's me yelling yes. And then the guy says, we're triangles? I'm like, I don't know, fucking ass Pythagoras, you <laughs> dipshit. <laughs> Those folks who built the pyramids. Oh, Knucklehead. I hate the ad too for the Cadillac where it's like, what if the one thing we want people to see, you can't see until it turns on. Like that's not, that's not, it doesn't even make sense. That's not a compelling question. Like why is there an interstate in Hawaii? (laughs) But that's what they're going for. You know, it's like, Oh, we made the headlights look like the grill. Who fucking cares? God damn it. Yeah. They're grasping at straws all the time. Yeah. Oh, so I was getting a little aggravated with other states with stupid people in them because they have their vaccinillion. Get vaccinated, get entered into a drawing to win money. Oh, fuck that. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, that's a good way to get people to do it, but you need to enter everybody. Everybody that's been vaccinated needs to be entered into that. Right. And I'm like, and we don't fucking do that here. So I was pissed at these other states. It's like, oh, I waited. So now I get a chance to win money. Now, fuck you. You you should be exempt. Anyway, so they announced five people will be entered to win a million dollars in Massachusetts and five people ages 12 to 17 will be eligible for a $300,000 scholarship. You have to be vaccinated by the cutoff date of August 20th. And that's two doses for the other two and one for Johnson and Johnson. And it's everybody that's been vaccinated can enter. And I'm like, all right, Massachusetts, I, uh, I'm going to stop complaining now. Good. Because we need everybody vaccinated. And if that's what does it, I don't give a shit. Sneak yeah. into their fucking houses ninja style and give it to them when they're not looking. I don't care. Fucking give them the shots. But then you've got those states who are saying, yeah, we'll do a drawing for guns. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's not the shot they're talking about. So, uh, yeah, as long as it involves everyone that's got the vaccine, I'm fine with that. Do you know what will happen, though? Hmm. Someone in one of those states where they're giving away a gun because of the vaccine. (laughs) Fine. Right. And then. One of those people dies from gun violence. Yeah. But the stupid Republicans will say, see, the vaccine killed them. It magnetized his finger and made him pull the trigger. 
the, <laughs> the vaccine killed them because they got vaccinated and somebody else got vaccinated and then they got a gun and then they shot him. So the vaccination killed them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, the number one cause of death is birth. So, right. So abortions, I guess, is the answer. I don't know. I guess it's just <sighs> that no one should. The only way to prevent death is that no one should live. <laughs> okay, Ultron. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, that's sort of how he was thinking in the comics. The um, solution to the food problem and overpopulation is eat the babies. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's like veal, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, mm. speaking so, of which, no, I just I was just thinking I have a burrito. <laughs> oh, oh is a, it a little one? Is it a baby burrito? No, it's a burrito that I'm starving. Uh, well, anyway, let's bring this up. So, Texas lost power in February, right? Yeah, and now they're telling people don't use any power because we're not going to make it through the summer either. Yeah, but I thought it was built for what heat. Idiots. Wasn't it? Wasn't it built for heat? Isn't that what they said? Isn't that what you said there, Ted Cruz? Louis Gomer? Isn't that what you guys are saying? You Fucking dumb motherfuckers. Idiots. But hey, put aside $250 million worth of taxpayers' money to finish Trump's wall, you dumb motherfucker. Unbelievable. I mean, what they could do is take over the government could take over the um the power grid peabody has its own power plant the peabody municipal light plant that's basically government run it's not unheard of texas could do it for the state you have enough open space to put fucking windmills up yeah and solar panels you get enough sun it's like 250 degrees now out there isn't it well how how you i've been looking at the temperatures because on the news it's been saying 122 in death valley or something like that and la was like 110 but you seem to be in san diego you seem to be avoiding that yeah yeah we've been uh how i don't know it's um it's like 70s like yeah. right now. It's, it's warmer uh, here than it is there. It's 82 yeah, it's 70, here. 73 now. Um, but just north of you is like 35 degrees warmer. Yes. That is so weird. It's yes. like the, the jet stream skirts just above the city. No, but just, um, but we, you know, sometimes there's traffic. So, you know, we're, we're <laughs> sometimes there's traffic. <laughs> well, yeah, it we might get rain it. once or it, twice. <laughs> That's adorable. No, no, it doesn't do that. We you told me it rained the like, like six weeks it, ago. It did. It did. And it was, uh, it's terrible. However, you say all this shit, but your state is on fire right now. This is true. Yeah. Which I think is scarier than any fucking hurricane. Is, yeah, is I don't have to shovel fires. fire. I'll die warm. That's all I want. <laughs> die warm. Yeah, well. My that's... sister tells me, oh, the earthquake. I'm just like, yeah, f swallow me up. Just bring, take, <laughs> just swallow me like a, like a fisherman in New England that 
fucking guy. I I I don't know why. You know, you heard about that fisherman that got swallowed by the whale and then yeah. spit back up. By he the wasn't whale. swallowed by the whale. There's a part of me that thinks it was fake. If anything, he was in its mouth because I think it's been proven that krill eating whales opening is not large enough for a human to fit through. I think that's part of the I, debunking. So he might have been in the, the whale yeah, thing in the mouth. So like, I'm not even. I don't know. One way or another. It, one way or another. That's terrifying. That's that's fucking scary. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And he's got his, you know, fifteen minutes or. Whatever. And I'll tell you, if I was in a whale's mouth, I'd exaggerate the shit out of that too. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just waiting for someone to come out and go. No, we didn't. <laughs> the whale. The whale. Yeah. I wouldn't put that dirty motherfucker in my mouth. In my mouth? No way. One it's thing. Quins- it's from Quincy. <laughs> oh, oh. No, I'm kidding. One thing that pissed me off about the news last night um, was there was um, a school of white sharks off Santa Claus Beach down near, like, north of where you are, right? And um, the story was written so that she would say, uh, surprisingly, a 17-year-old paddled out to get a closer look, but the sharks didn't attack and I'm like, bitch, sharks don't attack. That's not how it works. Sharks <laughs> want to be left the fuck alone. Mostly a great white will take a taste. And generally they don't like how we taste. Probably uh, probably too much corn syrup in our blood. But sharks don't attack. Like they're not territorial. And the kid was on a on a paddleboard. He's standing upright. He doesn't look like a seal. Yeah. So it's like, stop making people afraid of sharks. There's other sharks that are worse than great whites that come in closer Lone. to the shore. Lone sharks. Yeah. Bull sharks, Mako, Tiger, Hammerhead. Hammerhead can be nasty sometimes, but... They're beautiful. I love looking at schools of hammerhead sharks. Yeah. As opposed to the MC hammerhead shark. You can't touch <laughs> don't you can't touch that. <sighs> anyway. uh, there's probably a shark underwater, just like, you know, a hammerhead shark. He's just like, what time is it, Jerry? We're not doing this again. <laughs> We've been doing hammer time for 30 fucking years. It's over. Oh, oh. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just oh, slides oh. off to the side. <laughs> exactly. She's like, ah, oh, man. God damn it, Cherry. Where'd you get those pants? <laughs> oh. uh, all right. I got to go eat my burrito. I just, I hate that. I hate when people try to make other people afraid of animals that, you know, if you just leave them alone. Yeah. But in Australia, they're all trying to kill you. Yeah. Only if you're a dick. I mean, the magpies, sure. But. I was listening to somebody was filming in Australia and they, Oh, it was, uh, was it for a quiet place Two or some, some movie? And they actually scared the Americans into thinking that drop bears were a real thing. And bears drop from trees. Koala bears will drop from the trees and rip your face off. <laughs> and they believed I, that. Did you there's a video of a koala bear making a noise? Yeah. 
And like the, the thing, like the, the quote underneath it or like the caption underneath was, I didn't know what I thought koala bears sounded like, but I didn't <laughs> think they sounded like this. Yeah. And it was like, <laughs> just like, what the fuck? It's exactly what an animal cursed with syphilis would sound like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and a few weeks back, this reminds me, you'll see the connection in a second. I thought that the uh, last week tonight had ended. Uh, but there were a few more episodes left. I was wrong. Oh God. That did you see the one with the car commercial thing? Yeah. The challenge for the car commercial. I can't, I can't wait, wait to see what happens with that. Yeah. Yeah. And you get the connection, right? With the um John Oliver Syphilis Institute for Koalas. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's it. Bad batch. And uh Loki. We recorded late this week so we could get everything in. Um, and start next week fresh. So, so uh, yeah, folks, go watch those shows. Oh shit! Last time I looked up at the timer, we were at like fifty-one minutes. Now we're at uh, one twenty-six. That's before the opening. Yeah, we just prattle on sometimes. Oh my god! I'm gonna we go eat my uh, burrito. I know, right? Okay. I'll um I'll listen back to this and uh, text you if we need to do it over again at some point. All right, sounds <laughs> good. <laughs> fucking hope not this piece of machinery better work i know right so <sighs> all right folks well have a great week um you know still wear your masks yeah yeah i still i still wear mine when i'm when i'm yeah. when i'm not alone in a room at work yeah california's kind of open i went into the starbucks i'm like hey what's the deal they're just like if you're fully vaccinated you don't really have to uh, but i kind of look around i take a temperature of the room and i'm like well most of the people are i'll just keep wearing it <laughs> take unless a temperature i'm like of the room what is that how dumb do these motherfuckers look is that what you do well that was the nice way of saying it so but um but if this i'm like at a table nice. if i'm at a table in the corner i usually have it off because i'm drinking something right so. right um, but yeah, so get vaccinated, wear a mask. I'm going to go eat a burrito. Have a wonderful week. Yeah, sounds good. Bye. Bye. So you have a movie for me? Yes, sir, I do. How does reviving an old property sound? Oh, it sounds like I love you. What property did you dig up? You remember Jumanji? Oh, Jumanji. Uh, I think I heard some nostalgia in your voice. I did make the nostalgia noise. So in this movie, instead of a board game, Jumanji's gonna turn itself into a video game. Oh, interesting. And instead of the jungle coming out of the game, the players are gonna go into the jungle in the game. Like Alan Parrish in the first movie. Exactly, just like Alan in the first movie. They start the game, they get sucked inside of it. Oh, that's not how it worked in the first movie. It was like a specific thing he landed on. Oh, well, to be honest, I haven't seen it. I did skim through the Wikipedia page, though. Yeah, that sounds like it should be good enough. So yeah, we're gonna start the movie with this really fun thing where four kids get sent to detention, right? Did you also read the Breakfast Club Wikipedia? I did. So there's this nerdy guy, Spencer, a football player named Fridge, a popular girl named Bethany, and like a shyish girl named Martha. Okay, so they find this Jumanji game while they're in detention. Exactly, so they all end up in the game as avatars that are like the opposite of their one-note character descriptions. Very fun, so tell me about these avatars. Well, Spencer gets this super muscular avatar, Dr. Bravestone, and I was thinking Dwayne Johnson would be great to do it. Do you think he'd be into it? You said this takes place in the jungle? That's right, the jungle, yeah. He'll be into it. Well, great, and then I figure we could get Kevin Hart to play the big football player guy's avatar. Oh, so he's gonna act like a big, tough football guy? No, he would just act like Kevin Hart. 
Yeah, that is his specialty. Then I thought we could get Jack Black to play the avatar of the popular girl Bethany. Oh, pretending to be a teenage girl is tight. Ugh. I mean, I imagine that's not something that I do regularly. Very weird. So anyway, Bethany's gonna be like fascinated that her avatar has like, you know, male parts. Wait, this Jumanji game gave the avatars genitals? It sure did. Fully functioning too, because she pees with it and then later she gets aroused from a hug. That has just insane implications. No, it's funny. Does that mean these avatars can like do stuff with each other? What? Can they get each other pregnant? Oh my god, this has insane implications. Yeah, but penis jokes are very funny. Uh, that's a good point. They are very funny. Yeah, so we're gonna, you know, return to that well quite a bit. Well, okay then. Then the shy girl Martha's avatar is gonna be like this Lara Croft type character. Her name's Ruby Roundhouse, and she wears this like revealing tight-fitting outfit. Uh, I feel like internet people might get mad about that. Well, actually, we're gonna have a joke about how revealing and impractical female costumes are. It's like a commentary. But she's still gonna wear it the entire movie. That's right, so we get to seem woke, but still have her wear skimpy clothes the whole time. Oh, very smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what kind of stuff do they have to deal with inside Jumanji? Well, they meet this guide dude, and he only has like specific things he's able to say, because he's an NPC. Oh, interesting, playing with like the video game format a bit. Exactly, and so the players are gonna be shown this cutscene, right? And it explains who the bad guy is and that there's this magic jewel that gave him powers and it needs to be returned to this jaguar statue. Oh, cutscenes, that's gonna be an interesting device to play with throughout the movie. That's literally the only time it'll happen. Oh, it is, so we're not gonna see anything from the villain's perspective after that? No, no, we will. But if he's a part of the video game, that means he's not like running around living a life. How are we gonna be able to see that stuff? I don't know. Very enough, so who is the bad guy? His name is Van Pelt. Oh, Van Pelt, like the hunter in the first movie. Exactly, and in the first movie, he like represented daddy issues in the main character, and he was actually played by the same actor as the father character, you know, according to Wikipedia. Yeah, 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 that was some interesting stuff. So what's his connection to the protagonists in this one? None whatsoever. Oh, really? You know, in this one, he's evil and has vague animal powers. That's, well, okay. So anyway, the characters are gonna realize that they each have three lives after Bethany gets eaten by a hippo. So these characters are gonna die. They are, several times. Like Ruby Roundhouse gets shot in the chest and explodes and dies. Oh my god, what? Well, she has other lives, so it's okay. But, but I mean, do they feel pain? They do, yeah. They're constantly saying ouch when they get thrown around and stuff. So Martha experiences the pain of being shot in the chest and dying. I mean, yeah, I guess. I feel like that's incredibly dark and psychologically scarring. Listen, sir, I'm gonna need you to get all the way off my back about this death thing, okay? Okay. Oh, okay, let me get off of that thing. Thanks, I just want to have a couple of gags, create some artificial stakes, and extend the runtime. So what kinds of jungle threats are they gonna deal with? Uh, you know, motorcycles. What, motorcycles? Yeah, you know, a lot of motorcycles and henchmen, a lot of hand-to-hand -hand combat. That doesn't really scream jungle to me, it feels like it should be more animal-focused. Well, I want to have a bunch of cool fight scenes, and I can't have them punching animals. That's a good point. Like, Ruby Roundhouse is good at dance fighting, right? So we're gonna have that Oh Baby I Love Your Way song play on a radio while she just kicks butt. So did Jumanji pay like licensing fees to use that song? Unclear, sir, but they're definitely playing it. That's a lawsuit waiting to happen. They're also gonna go to a market and meet this guy, Alex, that's been stuck in the game for like 20 years living inside this hut thing that Alan Parrish built. Wait, so in the first movie, we said that Alan was in like the deep, dark jungle wearing banana leaves, but now we're saying he was in a house near a market? That's right. That works. So then they need to escape via helicopter and Alex is the only one who can fly it, but he's too scared. Wow, is it gonna be 
be hard to convince them to do it. Actually, it's gonna be super easy. Barely an inconvenience. Oh, really? Yeah, they're like, you can do this. And he's like, oh yeah, okay, let's go. Wow, that was easy. Yeah, so then after some scary business with a rhino stampede, they land the helicopter in a safe spot. What? Why don't they fly around the island? Don't they need to find a big jaguar thing? Yeah, but that would end the movie. The movie's not done yet. Oh, okay, sorry. So anyway, eventually they do find the jaguar, but they need to get around Van Pelt. How do they manage that? Well, Martha, like, allows herself to be killed, right? So she respawns in the sky, and as she's falling, Spencer's going up the jaguar on a motorcycle, and she hands the jewel off to him, and then he puts it in the jaguar, and then they all yell Jumanji, and Van Pelt turns into rats. I... What? Oh, definitely don't think about this too much. Oh, okay, I won't then. So what do you think? Do you think it's gonna do well? Well, I mean, you heard the nostalgia noise I made earlier. I did. So yeah, I'd say this is gonna do pretty well. <laughs>